Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And you know, Dave and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, are you looking for ways to have better sex, longer sessions, at more frequent intervals? If you're huffing and puffing during sex and sweat dripping off your forehead, you may already know that you need to improve your cardio game. But we all know that's easier said than done. On today's show, we're going to talk about the best ways to get fit to fuck forever, even if you've never jogged a mile in your life. If you want your body to continue to be an amazing source of pleasure, you have to provide the care and feeding required to maintain and nourish your body. It's as simple as that. You may be surprised to find out how some small changes can go a long way to improving your sex life when you're motivated by pleasure. Absolutely. That sweat dripping off my head into your eyes when we fuck is just not what you want, is it? Not for me. It's okay. It's for some, but not for me. We'll talk about (laughs) it later. Let's talk about our top waterproof blanket because we do it on every show because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So even if you're not a squirter and you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. It protects against messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness. When you're done, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And remember, great sex is messy sex, so to keep your bed dry, simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. And order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does today's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And we are super excited to welcome back today's special guests. Fitness and nutrition experts, April and Scott, are the founders of NaughtyGym.com. And they're hosting their first ever fitness group full takeover of Hedonism 2 in Jamaica from January 6th to 13th. 2024 and it's coming up very soon we're going to hear all about it and we're going to be there so let's bring on uh, scott and april thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your busy days for talking with us today hey guys thank you so much for having us it's good to be back and we need some fitness and nutrition experts on this show absolutely (laughs) why don't you just why don't you just remind everybody about your story how you met and how you founded naughty gym Oh, that's a lot, but to abbreviate it. So um, we've been together for almost nine years now, married for two of those years. Um, And we've had, we've been in the fitness industry. I've been in for over 23 years. Scott's been in for quite a while as well. We've owned gyms for most of our lives and been in the fitness industry. And 
during COVID, we had to shut down because that's what everybody did. Uh, and so we learned how to coach people online and deliver workouts online. And we also had more time to listen to podcasts about the lifestyle and explore our non-monogamous side a little bit deeper. And so we just kind of incorporated two of our passions, uh, the lifestyle, non-monogamy, and fitness. And that's the short version of how Naughty Gym was born. Yay. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Now, what makes NaughtyGym.com so different from all the other fitness apps? Well, it's focused on the, you know, the lifestyle and consensual non-monogamy community, but also the LGBTQ community and any of the sex positive uh, communities that are out there that don't consider themselves heteronormal. And it's nice to have a group of people that you know you can go in there and not just talk about fitness and nutrition with, but you can share uh, what happened to you that day. You can share stories about your struggles. Uh, you can help other people with their struggles. And, and it's just a place for us to all have a safe spot that we can relate to each other and get healthier in the process. But we're also focused on sexual health as well, which is obviously something that's very important, um, emotional and mental health. So it's all about um fitness as a whole, not just workouts. Wow, that's great. And so it sounds like a community. Yeah, exactly. It is. We have a little over 300 people in there now. And, uh, you know, some people work out every day and post their results. Uh, Some people don't work out as frequently. But, you know, it's just a great place for you to go and have access to a lot of people who think and and believe the same way that you do and have access to everything you need for fitness and nutrition. Well, after our last interview, I actually joined, as you guys know, and I had a chance to, I didn't participate as much with my posting daily. I do I do work out regularly, but I, what, I was interested to see what other people were posting and what they had to say. And it's exactly like we just said, it's a community where you can share either your struggles or, or your successes. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. Of course, a lot of people have uh, want to share how well they're doing. Do and they share their partners too? You know, th- yes, a lot of them do share their Hopefully partners. Hopefully they're going to all be with us at Hito in, in January and we can, you know, all get this fit the fuck orgy going on in the playroom. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being in the lifestyle, as you guys know, as you, uh, you know, started in the lifestyle and you, you learned all about it, people like to be fit in the lifestyle. They want to be fit in the lifestyle. So what is it about the lifestyle that makes people want to be fit? Well, I think a big thing is more than they want to be fit, they want to feel confident. They want to feel comfortable in their skin. You know, we're going to places like Hedonism Resort where you're taking your clothes off and you're going to be naked in front of people that you don't know. That can be a very overwhelming um, feeling. It can make you feel insecure if you're not happy with yourself. Um, And so working out may not give you the, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger body or like you you don't need to look like a bodybuilder or a fitness athlete, but it can help you feel more comfortable in your own skin. Um, And that's important. Now, you've always been fit. I can see you've been in this industry for 23 years. So I can only imagine that you've always looked as beautiful as you do today. Was there any time that you didn't feel comfortable in your own skin? Every, oh. every day. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about me yeah. every day? I yes. still struggle. I do struggle. So I actually, um, with, uh, in a lot of women go through this. I've had three children. After the birth of my um, first son, I had 
really bad postpartum and I put on like 70 pounds. Oh my goodness. Um, and so it, that was a very lonely, a very um, depressing time in my life. So I do understand the struggle with weight gain and trying to get weight loss or, or weight loss. Um, and then after that, feeling comfortable in my own skin, because as a mother, you feel like you lose control of your body. You know, you're giving it to these little people. And so get, taking some of that back and gaining that confidence was a journey. Wow. So I do yeah. understand. Yeah. So I have a question. Carol, why do you feel the same way? Well, also, I had three children and my body changed a lot. Uh, I didn't have postpartum depression, thank goodness. So I do understand your struggle. But it's still, I put on 50 pounds in my first pregnancy and I was like, yeah, not feeling very good about myself. And but, it's, but even today, even today, yeah. I, I know you're always trying to do better and be better. But when the rest of the world looks at you, you are gorgeous. You are spectacular. You are sexy. And, you know, if you did absolutely nothing else, in my eyes, you'd be fine. No, I get it. Be better thank, than fine. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. And I hear that sometimes from other people. Uh, but us women are under a lot of stress to keep up with how we looked before. Aging is not really something that is accepted in society. But you don't think us guys have the same stress? Yeah, you do. Social? But there's more stress on women than there is on men. And I'm trying not to take that to heart. Because stress kills. Well, yeah. So you, I, can't, you can't try to get fit and put all that stress on you and then you have these stress But issues. it's a lifetime of trying to be perfect. And that's kind of what has been expected of women all these years. And I'm a feminist and my, my mother was a feminist and we want to do everything. We want to look amazing and be smart and have a career and, and, and I just watched the Barbie movie and I'm not going to give it away for those who haven't, but oh. it's so clear in the Barbie movie how uh, society treats women and expectations yeah. are super high. And that's what we've been hearing all our lives. And I've been hearing it for longer than April. <laughs> Well, now that start that culture is starting to shift a little bit, yeah. and so women now are just starting to deconstruct those things that were um, taught to us very young, mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. But it's a process. Yeah, exactly, and it's not going to go away immediately. Um, but I'm hoping this younger generation, which it seemed to show also in the Barbie movie, uh, are not as affected by it. So let's hope that we can pass on good vibes to our kids and not Absolutely. let them be body shamed or or worry about you know, how that affects their lives uh, going forward. However, our generation still has a lot of women who are um, perfectionists, like we talked about earlier, and that, that we're constantly, um, I guess, criticizing ourselves. But you know what? Shouldn't. You know what? It's not just your generation, because I look at our daughters, I look at their friends, I look at the guys they play softball with who range from 25 to 75. And you know what? I think the world in general wants to be healthier and fitter and, well, and live that's, longer that's something else but that's a good thing it is it's absolutely good just being thin is not the thing that we want to do but anymore. it's not about being right. thin it's about being fit right well, and it's exactly. very different and that's the turn that is the turn that we're seeing right april that people are right. more interested in being fit and making sure your heart and your lungs are working well more right. than just looking slim and thin. Like a exactly like a right. certain body exactly. you cannot be a size zero right right absolutely right no. that's the that's the the um, conversation that we are trying to have that educating people educating parents how to speak to their children about it um making sure that people understand real nutrition yeah um, understand that you might not be a size zero ever in your life because your frame can't handle it and that expectation isn't on you um, and so 
that's the conversation that we love to have. Mm -hmm. And the, what we want to educate people on is there's all different shapes and sizes and they're all beautiful. And we want people to feel confident in their skin. And it, right. it is a very, very difficult emotional thing. You'll see uh, anomalies. You'll sometimes see women who are maybe larger uh, who have this enormous amount of confidence and it doesn't seem to phase them to be standing at the nude pool exactly. completely naked in front of a crowd of people. And then you'll have somebody who, uh, and I love you, baby, but you have a world-class physique and she'll eat a half a bag of M&Ms one day and wake up the next day and say she looks bloated. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. doesn't, but right. she can't convince her of it. Right. And, right. Uh, or, or, you know, you, it, it's a process. It, but it's such an emotional battle because we think, uh, we think differently about the way we look than the way other people yeah. think about yeah. the way we look. I know. And a lot of times, not enough uh, for her to hear me say, baby, you look phenomenal. It's not enough to have five people at the party mm-hmm. tell her she looks phenomenal. I have to do the work on my own. She has to right. yeah. yeah, she has to feel that way herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's just a process that each person has to work okay. with. Now, it starts with doing the right things, right? It starts with, you know, staying active, eating properly. We know that 80% of, of good nutrition happens between the plate and your mouth, right? What you put on your plate and what you put in your mouth. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how people are recommitting to doing the right things today and, you know, it, the nutrition tables and everything that you need to know about eating proper is right in front of us today. Yeah, there is a lot more information about good nutrition than there was 20 years ago. Um, The fad diets are, I mean, there's still fad diets, but we live by a few principles. If there's a diet that tells you to eliminate entire food groups, run, right? You should be able to eat real food. If somebody's telling you you should eat less than a thousand calories, run. Mm. You need to have calories to have good sex, to function during the day, to regulate hormones, um, to regulate your mood. Um, And so when we're working with our clients, we just want them to eat real food in moderation. Mm -hmm. And so we're not eliminating food groups. We're not on severe calorie restrictions. Um, If they want to have a drink at the bar on Friday night, it's about moderation. So it's about moderation and enjoying life. Mm -hmm. And and sustainability because those fad diets are never sustainable and you end up gaining back that weight. But also just, I want to say this, carbs are not the enemy. Just eat the right carbs, not the processed shit, but eat good carbs, like real potatoes and sweet potatoes and corn and all the good real carbs. But it's not that carbs are the the enemy. It's the crappy carbs. Right. You know, we talk about, fad diets and some things you know we may not label them as fad diets but they the, the diabolical nature of any sort of uh, nutritional approach like uh intermittent fasting or carb cycling or atkins or any of those things is that they actually work at least in the short term but they like you mentioned they're usually not sustainable for most people and the problem is is once you sort of fall off the wagon of whatever that uh style of nutrition you you started doing is once you fall off, the weight comes back faster and worse than before uh, because you, you go back to eating, you know, a less than ideal diet because you haven't learned to do it in a very balanced and moderate way. If somebody like she was talking about, if somebody approaches you 
and their style of nutrition or style of workouts seems shortcutish or extreme to in some in some way, then it's probably not going to work long term. Yeah. There has still to this day never been anything invented that's a solid workaround for exercising regularly and eating quality food. Exactly. That's the answer that will work in the long term. You know, Carol and I, um, we've been talking for years about living in this lifestyle so we can be fit to fuck. And that's why the title for this show is so appropriate. But, you know, we live in a lifestyle where we're um, emotionally monogamous, um, but we go out and fuck other people. We live in a world where we live in a lifestyle where we eat properly. And our eating isn't fad diets. It's just eating the right things all the time. And we exercise in a lifestyle which is good for us because nobody can work, have a great social life, take care of their kids and go to the gym for six hours a day, seven days a week. It has to all fit in. There has to be that balance. We talk about balance in life with work, family, sex, relationships, however you want to put it together. So, you know, um, I, I like what we're talking about today where we're talking about how you have to live your life um, to have a good, healthy body, less stress, um, good nutrition, and great sex. Right. Yeah, it is. It's all about balance. One of the struggles that our clients come to us when we first tell them about nutrition is they'll go, well, I, I just want to lose weight fast. I did the Atkins ones and I lost 20 pounds in two months. And this just isn't going fast enough. It's not going to go fast. Right. Right. It's a lifestyle, just yeah. like everything else. Yeah. It's lifestyle. It's going to take, it took you 20 years to put it on. It's going to take a while to come off, but it's going to be more sustainable. Right. Absolutely. And any fad diet, I think there's a lot of um, uh, research now on being on a diet for a long term has so many detrimental effects to your body, yeah. to your brain, to what you need, and causes a lot more damage. So just yeah. reduce your portions, be careful what you eat, eat healthy, more nutritionally nutritiously dense foods instead of going on a diet. But don't diet. you find that these diets add stress to your life because <laughs> you have to stay on it and you have to do this and you have to measure. And, you know, it's so much easier that, you know, what were we talking about? You have to do something for 21 days for it to become or 21 times for it to become natural. A habit. Yeah. A habit. You know, just eat properly. Eat, you know, five, four ounces of protein every meal. Just have the right carbs. Have the right fruits and vegetables. And just eat like that all the time and you're going to be fine. Yeah. So many people have been doing diets for so long that it's become disordered eating. Yeah. And so now when they eat regular balanced meals, they feel like they're doing something wrong right. or they feel like they're eating too much or, you know, so there's a lot of trauma that has right. happened because of these bad diets. And, and we should point out too, there are some people who need a very, very controlled, sure. uh, professionally guided nutrition program. It is, everybody's not the same. So mm -hmm. I could eat, if you took what I eat in a day and gave it to another person, they may gain weight on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have, some people have some issues, some hormonal issues or things going on in their mm -hmm. body that makes them, uh, store fat easier, or they have really bad problematic areas where they store abnormally large amounts of fat. But we're not necessarily talking about this. No, people. exactly. Most nope. people do something a little bit different approach sometimes. Right. But for the average person, and that's most of us, just eat lean cuts of meat 
and leafy green vegetables as the primary source of your nutrition. And that's going to solve 80% of your problem. Mm, right. People get hung up on what supplement should I take? You know, how many times a day should I eat? Should I stop eating after 8 p.m.? They get hung up on all of this uh, uh, superfluous stuff that really only accounts for about 2% of your results. Right. And then they forget to eat a lean cut of red meat and some broccoli. And, and they start trying to fill their plate full of fattish type stuff. Uh, but it's actually incredibly difficult to overeat good food. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. Now, so we, we often see people who are new to the lifestyle that they want to start a fitness program. We often see that they've discovered now that they like this lifestyle. They like meeting new sexy, fun friends. They like meeting um, and, and being confident, like you said. So it's actually a lot of people start a fitness program once they enter this lifestyle. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, we actually have in our Naughty Gym um, community, a lot of the people in there are really new to the lifestyle um, because they're maybe going to a resort for the first time, you know, with their partner and they're like, okay, it's time to get back in shape or, you know, boost our confidence a little bit, find out what we need to do. So yeah, we've, we've seen that quite often. Yeah, we'll get messages like, hey, we're leaving to go to Desire in the three months, what's the best way for us to shed 15 pounds or something like that? But it is a big, it is a big motivator when you know you're going to be putting yourself out there, uh, not just the possibility of taking your clothes off, but trying to present a, a nice a package for other people <laughs> to find you attractive. So let's just talk a little bit about how when we do the right things, how we can actually have a better sex life. So how can we improve our sexual performance when we work on flexibility, why is that important for sex? Yeah. Well, we well, tried the pretzel move, <laughs> right? And I can't do it because I'm a little sore in my legs, but you're like Gumby. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say that uh, you, can have, uh, you can have great sex no matter your fitness level. I mean, there, there are maybe some conditions that are going to prevent it, but you can be overweight, you can, you can be out of shape, and you can still have great sex. But that doesn't mean it can't get better. Right. And typically, the fitter you get, uh, the more um, margin it gives you in the bedroom. It can last a little bit longer. You can get in different positions. You know, you can maybe do things uh, that you couldn't do when you were a little less fit. But I don't want to present this as if, hey, you're not fit enough to have great sex. Because that probably doesn't apply to anybody. Well, certainly men are, um, I guess, hardwired to thrust and thrust and thrust. <laughs> and that you don't even stop doing that no matter what level of fitness you're in. You're programmed to do that, right? I don't know. And you're going to continue I have, I have, to try have, that have, forever. I have some programming where I like to lick and lick <laughs> and lick. So I, I can do both things. But, you know, um, I, I want to go back to when we had Dr. Andrew Steinberg on our show and we were talking about the penis. And he was talking about, you know, erections are all about blood flow and we were talking about viagra and cialis and all that stuff and he was saying that you know if you take care of your heart you're going to take care of your penis and if you take care of your penis you're going to take care of your heart and because it all has to do with blood flow he was saying that a sign of heart problem is when you can't get an erection because your blood flow is not going there so you know if you eat well and you exercise right it should keep your cardio system, your blood flow working well. So, you know, if, if you're doing the right things, you're going to have a great erection, of course. 
After the age of 25, we start having less and less heart erections, and that's why Cialis and Viagra are great as we get older. But, you know, if, if, you're, if you're really having a hard time maintaining an erection in a really hot situation, um, you got to go see a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now my understanding of this is that, because um, we again, I don't want anybody to think we're saying, oh, you can't get it up. Well, let's go for a jog. You know, and, and we're going to get you in shape, and all of a sudden the erections are going to come back. There are certain types of erectile dysfunction uh, that probably aren't going to benefit at least, or it's not going to clear up just because you got in tremendous shape. Right, right. But there are some types that that do. Yeah, it just depends on there. There are multiple types of erectile dysfunction issues, and it depends on the type that you have. But uh, uh, yeah, being in shape certainly never hurts. That's for sure. And, you know, we've had we've had Dr. Gabriel Landria on our show again with Dr. Steinberg, and we're talking about maintaining hormone levels. And that's also super important for bone density, osteoporosis and all that stuff. And it all becomes of, I think April said it earlier, this holistic approach of how you take care of your body. There's all different things that change as we get older. And I'm not saying old. I'm saying, you know, from 25 up, male bodies change, female bodies change. Um and you have to adjust your your eating, your exercise, your hormones, uh, testosterone, um, as as you go forward to be able to have that great sex life you want to have. Yeah, and I just wanted yeah. to say that usually it's a slow downhill trend. You don't even notice right. it. Like 10, 15 years can pass and you can wake up one day at 45 and realize, geez, I'm out of shape. I was always in good shape and now I'm feeling like, oh, I'm struggling you know, to walk up the stairs sometime or, or whatever. So it's such a slow progression going downhill. You can't expect it to be a very quick fix. But look at my erection. Your erection. Well, you take Viagra, honey. Wait, no, no. Oh. Look at it right now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. It. I see it, honey. <laughs> so you we know, for we... all of our clients and on our on- online clients as well to go get a baseline of blood work. Exactly. Not with your regular doctor, but there's hormone specialists. Um, we work with a doctor very closely here in our commercial gym, and we use Inside Tracker online. But they test all of your vitamin levels, all of your hormone levels, and it's a very comprehensive panel. Of blood work even at 25 or 30 years old it's a great thing to have so that you can see how those change or maybe you're missing some vitamin d in your diet and they'll give you recommendations of where you can get that naturally maybe you're uh you know vitamin uh, b12 deficient or something like that all of that can play a part in your hormone regulation in your sleep and your mood which also affects your sex life yeah absolutely um, and for men testosterone levels now are lower than they have historically been on average throughout the population because our diets are so shitty right yeah and, uh, you know, so it's it's not even a thing now where you should wait till you're older to get your testosterone levels checked. There's there's people in their mid twenties who should never have an issue. Right. Who are starting to see lower uh, levels of testosterone. So, uh, like April said, get your blood work checked. I don't care how fit you are or how fit you think you are, how young you are. Just get it done right. periodically right. and keep the end in tune. I'm just going to go back to my erection. Okay, I like that. Okay, go ahead. and you know we've been playing in the lifestyle for 18 years now, and I've always had the ability to get a nice hard cock. And when we started talking to Dr. Steinberg, he was explaining, you know, how you really don't notice that your erection's just a little less hard and a little less hard and lasts a little less longer. And he said, you know, why don't you try Viagra and see the difference? I'm pretty sure you asked. I might have asked. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I might have asked. (laughs) 
and and I went for the blood work, and my testosterone was like way at the bottom. And I, I now get shots once a week. Um, when we have um, sex now, I take Viagra, and the difference in my erection. We fucked the other day, no Viagra, and we had great sex. But the difference in the hardness, the the intensity, the thickness is incredible, and it's like yeah. I was back being 25 years old mm -hmm. and who would have known over the years that there was something wrong with it because Carol's well, we, yeah we actually didn't notice nope. that it was getting less and less um you know, well, effective. we had a client that we referred to um a doctor to have his blood work done and he felt great um but we we're like you know we recommend everybody do that he had low t they put him on a testosterone sipionate and he came back a couple weeks later and he didn't tell me this he told scott this he was like I woke up with morning wood for the first time in 10 years. Wow. There you go. I didn't realize, I didn't even think that that was abnormal. Right. But it just, he was like, I feel so young again. Yeah. And there you know you what, go. Scott? I, I've been taking testosterone now for probably a year. And I turned 60 this year. And I have never had a better year in softball than this year. Because we work out three times a week. Obviously, having good testosterone levels allow your muscles to grow and to build properly. And I feel great. And I would have never known because I felt good. But now I feel even better. And I work out. And, and you don't get hurt when you play softball? I, do, I don't get hurt. I mean, I do my stretching. I do everything that I have to do. But it's so important to do that blood work from, like April was saying, in your, in your early 20s, your 30s, your 40s. Just make sure that you're doing what's good for your body. Yeah, I am. I've just turned 51. I've been on testosterone now for 12, 13 years. There you go. And it should have probably been earlier than that uh, because I there was a period in my previous marriage where I just went for several years with no sex. And, mm. you know, I just attributed it to getting older or stress or whatever, any excuse I could come up with. And uh, finally had blood work done, not necessarily for that reason, but the doctor just said, hey, let's do it. Let's get some blood work. And my testosterone was way, I mean, abysmally, low, shockingly. And so much so they thought it was a bad result. They made me come back a few weeks later. And do it they again. thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, it was really low. And so I've been on testosterone for a long time. And all of a sudden sex drive came back. For sure. Like you talked about, my workouts were better. My recovery was better. There's so much that gets affected by hormones. And testosterone is not the only one. There's tons of hormones yeah. in our body. Yeah, exactly. They can, can be dysregulated and can be fixed or at least improved with a specialist kind of overseeing your blood. Very cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break. That was an awesome segment. We're going to remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and Dave, and we're having a great discussion with nutrition and fitness experts april and scott from the naughty gym and now we're going to give you guys a minute or two to talk about the amazing trip that we're going to be joining you with at hito um, in january so tell us a little bit about um, what's going to be going on the experts you have coming and what people can get out of participating in this awesome trip yeah so we've got experts coming from uh, three different continents and we're going to be talking about a a wealth of different topics, including nutrition and, and uh, fitness and some of the things you might expect. But there's also going to be topics on how to give better blowjobs or how to integrate cannabis or psychedelics into your sex life. What we want to do is turn this into an event where not only do you have all the parties, fun and entertainment that is that Hito's famous for, but you're going to come away with tools 
to help you uh, be better at being bad. That's the name of the week. And, and we want people to leave there having information or a path forward to help improve their life in this world of consensual yeah, It'll be improving your relationship health, your sexual health, your physical health. If you are open-minded to improving yourself as a person, uh, this is going to be the trip for you. But we'll also have the nightly parties, the sexy theme nights, the wild pool games. Um, the playroom is going to be just as sexy and hot as ever. Uh, so everything that you've come to expect from hedonism is still going to be super hot. Um, we're just adding our fitness flavor to it. Cool. And uh, can just remind everybody um, the week it is and how they can book. Yeah, so it is January 6th through the 13th of 2024, and they can book straight through Hedonism Resort, hedonism.com, um, or you can go to naughtygym.com and book there. Excellent. But if you go to our, if you go to our website, it's going to redirect you to Hedonism. We, we have no control over the booking. We get a lot of messages through the week going, hey, what rooms are still available, that sort of thing. We have no idea. Uh, that, <laughs> right. that's handled. You're bringing the information, you're bringing the fun and the party, and you're letting them do all the work with the bookings. That's, that's, right. that's better, yeah. easier for yeah. you. And the link's on our website as well, thesexylifestyle.com. And I just want to remind everyone that if you want to see April and Carol naked together, <laughs> come we'll on be this there. trip. Book the trip. It's gonna it's gonna sell out as we get past um, as we get past Labor Day. Um, the trip is gonna sell out more and more. So if you don't want to miss this amazing trip, it's the first of um, many that's gonna happen year after year. Um, just go and book your room now. We're gonna have an awesome time. You're gonna get away from winter if you live in the cold like we do. Um, just go book your trip. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be broadcasting if you want to be on our show. Uh, we love doing shows on location at Hedo. So go book. What's it called again? Be Better at Being Bad, January 6th to 13, 2024. Do it. All righty. Where are we now? All right. We're going to remind you that we are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Um, and let's get back to our show because now we get to talk about our favorite part of the show where we talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So I think it's so important that we talk about how the lifestyle and fitness are integrated. But also for those people thinking about joining the lifestyle, I want them to know they don't have to be fit or skinny or, or athletic to be in this lifestyle. They just have to be confident. So let's go back into gaining that confidence with our bodies. Um, but with a reward system of pleasure, I think the goal here in the lifestyle is to continue to have pleasure, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with another partner, that's okay too. You don't have to share. But I love the idea of having a reward system of pleasure. That's got to be your goal. Give me an idea of what you would like and the reward I would get. Oh, let's just see. If you, um, I don't know, did your 50 pull-ups, sit-ups, or whatever you have to do, well, then maybe I'd suck your cock for 10 seconds. Maybe doesn't work for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear what April and Scott have to say. They're the ones who are the trainers. How could you integrate pleasure as a reward system for an open-minded couple that might have fun with this and work out together and give each other some pleasure rewards? Well, this may not be exactly what you're talking about, but uh, I do think it's an important aspect of the lifestyle and something we've seen happen over and over again is that uh, I don't care what shape you're in, you're probably going to find out you've never felt better about yourself when you start showing up around other lifestyle type people because especially women, women in the, the vanilla world don't tend to be as complimentary towards other women. 
but you get in a lifestyle situation and women just flatter each other constantly, talk about how beautiful their dress is, how wonderful their hair looks, how great their dress looks. And in these situations where you end up naked, all of a sudden people start complimenting you and you feel better about yourself. I don't know how many times, and I know you guys have heard this too, uh, you hear somebody say, my confidence skyrocketed once I started exploring consensual non-monogamy. And uh, that kind of feedback, that positive feedback is incredibly beneficial because it will then encourage you to continue to work and continue to better yourself because you love that feedback loop is beneficial. You love to hear those types of things and it starts making you work hard. You know, Scott, um, you mentioned that consensual non-monogamy gives you that self-confidence. But we've been going to Hedo and Desire and um, all the Bliss Cruises for, for many years. And when people come on these lifestyle vacations, these lifestyle experiences, we hear from non-lifestyle people, just people who are there to have a sexy time, how their level of self-confidence raises because they can go naked. They can wear the sexy clothes that they might be shamed trying at home or maybe just doing it in front of their husband. But here they are walking into the dining room in these, you know, stripper heels and see-through outfits that everybody else is wearing. And it's like, hey, here I am. Look at me. Nobody is judging me. And I feel good about myself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be consensual non-monogamy. It just tends to be in those environments. Right, where you're open-minded. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I want to mention is so many people think that women are forced into or pushed into or coerced into the lifestyle and that their husbands want them to wear these see-through outfits and the high heels and stuff. And that's absolutely not the case. Women yeah. rule in the lifestyle. They make the decisions. They choose what they want to wear. Maybe they want to please their husbands, but really they want to please themselves. And yeah, that's it's a very so empowering. Key. Yes. It's very empowering for women in the lifestyle because they are, they do rule. Like we kind of set the pace, right? We can wear what makes us feel sexy. It doesn't matter what you go to a lifestyle party and you're going to see a wide array of costumes and some women are in gowns and some are in bikinis and some are naked and they're going to wear whatever it is that makes them feel confident and feel sexy. And that's very empowering. Absolutely. Now, David and I actually work out together. We have a trainer who comes to the house and we work out together. That's where I practice my comedy routine. Yes, he does. It drives (laughs) us all crazy. Um, But we do this because we like spending time together. Do you guys have couples that come to your gym that they come together as a couple? Yeah, we do. We have, and we'd love to see that because we, we we've also seen over the years, couples that should never work out together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we have always worked out together. We absolutely love it. We find it it can be very sexy it can be very exhilarating um but we also are very competitive with each other um and so it holds us accountable but we see that quite often in the lifestyle on our naughty gym platform where couples will do the workouts together and then they'll send you know post little sexy pictures of each other working out um so yeah we absolutely love when we see couples who work out together. You guys are doing it the smart way because you have a trainer to mediate. What you don't want <laughs> is to have David, have David coaching you. Right. That's oh, no, Carol's the coach. When yeah. the trainer doesn't come, Carol becomes the instructor. <laughs> And um, I'm super obedient. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, he, he is sometimes, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but what I was going to say was that 
uh, what I really like by doing it together is that you don't feel like I'm I'm doing all the work trying to stay looking fit and you're you don't care you're just letting yourself go there's that as well because in the lifestyle you kind of have to be a partnership that you want to find other hot couples or whatever you're you know you're looking for your your couples that are going to turn you on and you don't want to feel like I've done all this work and you haven't done anything here I I have a question what's that I'm gonna ask April April tell Carol how important it is when you're having sex to have it for long 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 periods of time because the longer you have sex the more fit you get (laughs) the The longer you have sex the more fit you get Uh, tell Carol do I need to convince her of that? Yes. Yeah, no, yes. because I like short sex. I, I mean, not yeah. that they all have to be quickies, but I don't like yeah. to be pounded for a long time. So we I'm can do lots you. of other things. But when it I'm comes to you. pounding, once we get there, just finish up, will you? Like, you know, get it done. Go in there, get it done and get out. There's so many <laughs> other ways you can pleasure someone than just like repetitive pounding. Because yeah. at some point, your pussy's going to start hurting. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know those extra five pounds I want to get rid of? Yeah. They'd be gone if we could fuck for like an hour and a half at a time. Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's easy for him to say that because he knows that's not going to happen. But if you could lose those five pounds, you would have lost them by now because you've been trying for 18 years. So that's not going anywhere. <laughs> you are who you are. I love you. Every I love your body. Every guy out there is is understanding the the stress and the anxiety that I go through trying to get rid of these these five pounds. Yeah, but hon, then when you eat your chocolate bar and then when you eat your your chips afterwards, no, you don't really want to get rid of them. Okay, it's time to move on. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott, let's say, talk. Back to the couples working out together because we also see, um, you know, like either the husband or the wife comes alone or is working out alone and it stresses them out that their partner doesn't. And so how to have that conversation, almost like when people message us, how can I talk to my partner about non-monogamy or get them into this lifestyle? It has to come from a very loving place and it can't feel like nagging or um, pushing. It has to be a I care about your health and I love you and I want you around for a very long time. And I would love for you to do this with me. And then it has to be their choice. It has to be something that they want to do. Um, But it does make us feel sad sometimes when we see couples that don't work out together. One partner does and one partner doesn't. And you can kind of see that it's a a source of contention in their marriage. Right. And it doesn't have to be, but for some couples, it is a source of contention. That's a great segue into my next point. And April, tell us about how stress affects our bodies, our sex lives, our relationships, and how we need to reduce it. Yeah. So stress can absolutely shut down your sex life. Um, I've experienced that when my parents were passing and the, just the stress of everything sent me kind of spiraling, but I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. I, you know, my libido was just absolutely dead. I've since learned coping mechanisms for stress, like breath work, um, taking 10 minutes to just lay down, close my eyes and shut down everything, just deep breathing, relaxing, kind of recentering myself, that can really 
revitalize my whole day. I'll leave work here and drive the three minutes home just to lay down for 10 or 15 minutes, clear my head and then come back to work. And I'm a different person. Um, so stress really has, um, I mean, it, it can shoot up your cortisol levels, which makes it hard to lose weight, um, can dysregulate all of your hormones. One other way to deal with stress, and a lot of people don't know this, is that uh, if you will about four times a week give your husband a 15-minute blowjob. <laughs> that uh, sounds like David talking. <laughs> it's a fantastic stress reducer. I will say this, that sex is a really good yeah. stress reducer. Yes. Even when you don't feel like it, That's having an orgasm. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, I'm not into it. He's like, too bad. I'm going to eat your pussy right now. Yeah. And then I have my orgasm and I'm like, oh God, I needed that. Yeah. Such a great relief. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever said too bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, April, being the um, um, perfectionist person you are, um, I'm going to ask this question because I know Carol goes through it all the time. But when you guys are having sex, how do you keep your brain? How do you stay in the moment? How are you present? Because I guarantee you, you, just like Carol, your brain is going at a million miles a minute. And sometimes you're not there when Scott is down there licking your pussy. <laughs> Maybe not at first, but I do try to be very present during sex. Um, there's almost like a, I flip a switch and he's said this before. There's times we've had these heated sex sessions and I don't even remember some of the things that happened because I just get almost like in a frenzy mm. and that's a good thing. Mm. And how do <laughs> you turn it off? I mean, it's just a conscious decision. I'm going to this place right now. Everything else is just going to have to wait. Well, she struggles. That's one of the reasons we have struggled sometimes in group or foursome play. Yeah. Uh, because she is constantly worried about everybody in the group. Yeah. Where yeah. I don't give a shit about anybody, but what is happening directly yeah. in front of me right. in those moments. And so I'm able to sort of relax into the moment and she's constantly worried. With him, it's easy for me to flip that switch. In a group setting, that gets a lot harder. Yeah, but I think women in general, and I hate to sexualize these things, I'm saying one sex does this, one sex does that, but we have a lot of things on our plate and we're actually also hardwired to multitask. And so it's right. hard to focus for us. Men can do that a lot easier than women. And we actually have to make an effort. Uh, and no, no, I, but the issue is you're focusing on other things, not what's going on now. I know. We have to make an effort to refocus on only what's happening in our vicinity. We're used right. to thinking about lots of different things at the same time. So the effort is to get there, to focus just on what's happening here and stay there. And so right. sometimes David tells me, if he's licking my pussy, he's there, Carol, come back to me. Like He could tell my clit changes. He could tell when I've drifted off somewhere. And so I appreciate that. And I have this little, uh, well, like a switch, uh, but I use it as I have a visual that brings me back. And a visual is like a threesome with a girl sucking a cock and she's getting fucked from behind. And so right. I just think of that again. And I remember, oh, right, that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay, I'm back again. <laughs> yeah, It's incredibly yeah. sexy. Maybe for me, the sexiest thing to see a woman being selfish in bed. Right. When they are just taking what they want without a concern for what's happening around them. To see a woman dominate their own sexuality like that is so sexy. Right. 
Now that happens more to me when I'm riding David. I like to take control and ride him and just use his cock as a dildo and just do what I want to do. If I'm lying down and taking his licking me, uh, it's me giving up control. And it's harder yeah. for me to do that than me to dominate and just use his cock. So I have much more, I'm not going to say pleasure, but much easier time jumping on top, riding that cock, sucking it, pulling it, doing, playing with it. And <laughs> I actually, even when I'm doing a plank and I have to like do my plank, all I'm thinking is about that cock in front of me. And I focus only on as if I'm licking his cock and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I'm sucking it and now I'm pulling on it. And that's how I stay in my plank. And it works every time. That's a good exercise. A right? Good mind exercise. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You have a very workout routine. <laughs> no, it definitely helps. It's again, focusing, right? It's, I have to work at focusing at what I'm doing. Right? But I get totally into it because there's that cock that I just want to devour. <laughs> yeah. But it's a conscious effort. Yeah. An, an intentional effort. Yeah. 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 And that's how I have to do it. Otherwise, it, I just won't stay in the plank or I won't do whatever I need to get done that day. <laughs> now, let's just talk about, um, you know, the different age groups that are listening to our show. Are there different types of workouts that different age groups should do? Or, you know, can we stay with something basic, you know, for 40 years? Um, the best thing to do is whatever you're going to stick with consistently, <laughs> right? So if you work out once a week, that's probably not going to do much, but whatever you can do consistently, whether that's yoga, whether that's running or biking or lifting weights, doing that consistently for a long period of time is what is best. And really there's no age that you should stop <laughs> and there's no age that you should start. It should be a lifestyle. You should live an active life. 30 minutes, three to four times a week, minimum um, intentional movement. But there are some things, there are some things that, you know, we wouldn't, if a, if an 80 year old walked in here and wanted us to start coaching at our commercial gym, we're not going to put them on a powerlifting program right. and start training them for a marathon. Uh, so yes, there is some different, you know, different ways to work out depending on your age. A 25 year old can handle a bigger workload with less rest than a 75-year-old. Right, so the, the structure of workout programs can change dramatically as you get older. And and there are things that April and I used to do frequently 10 years ago that we don't really do anymore. But they're subtle adjustments. Everybody needs to move. Everybody needs to do resistance training of some kind. Everybody needs to work their cardio to some extent. Um, you know, we just dial and tweak the knobs a bit here and there. Now, one of the things I just wanted to say was we, we had met a really nice couple on a cruise ship one time, and they were very, very nice. We, they were sexy. They were hot. We wanted to go to the playroom. Now, he was a little bit heavy, and okay, it's not a big deal. We don't body shame. It was no big deal, but he was a little bit heavy. But when we got into the playroom, I could tell how out of shape he was, and he was carrying the extra weight. But also you can be fit and carrying extra weight because your body's used to movement and used to that. But obviously he was unfit and carrying the extra weight. And I was like worried that he was going to have a heart attack. And it's not right. fun. You know, it's not really a fun situation. And he was yep. super sweating. And then he became totally overheated. And uh, and I was worried he even had trouble breathing. So I just right. want to say it out there that, yeah, you can have whatever size body that makes you feel comfortable but try to stay in shape that you're not going to scare the person you're fucking. You know what I mean? 
can be scary. I mean, but how awful would that be to be in a play session with somebody and, you know, they have a, a heart attack. Crisis. Right. Yeah. Right. Have to worry about that, you know, during a play session. So yeah. I got I got a question. We're getting to the end of the show. I have a couple of things I want to cover. Number one, is it advisable to work out naked? <laughs> now we play pickleball naked at Hito. <laughs> and yeah, we we don't love working out naked just because I like to have something catch my sweat. Okay. <laughs> Good point. But if somebody wants to work out naked, I see no problem with it. Again, it goes back to whatever will get you keep you consistently working out. If we're doing it naked is your thing. Do it. Join Naughty Gym. Film yourself doing it. And, and post then, it. And post it in yeah. our community. I don't know. I tried. I tried pole dancing naked, and I would not advise it. Okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> a little bit different. But like I said, if you can make your reward some type of pleasure, and we all want to stay fit so we can continue having pleasure in our life, uh, yeah, use that if that can work for you. Yeah, yeah, All absolutely. Right. Was, that, was that the answer to your question you wanted, David? There's no right answer. There's <laughs> none. Because if we're working out naked, we're going to end up having sex. I right, know that right. for sure. We do, we do naked stretching on the days that we don't have our trainer. We do naked stretching together. And it's actually very calming. And we stretch. We do downward dog. Whatever nice we need to do. Uh, it's very nice. We put on the spa music. Yeah. And we love doing that. And your body's free. And you're not sweating like you were talking about, April, because we're right. just slow stretching. Stretching and it's very, I don't know, freeing. I guess it is, is a good word. Well, I, will, I will say this I have had the misfortune of sitting behind a, uh, a yoga class once where some of the people were nude. And look, if you're a guy, just be cognizant of the fact that you might be in downward dog and there may be people behind you and, and they may not want to see that. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you could there. hide your eyes, Scott. <laughs> uh -oh. I had no problem with it. He could have closed his eyes. I couldn't turn away. I couldn't stop. <laughs> okay, I get that. All right. So we are coming to the end of the show. And of course, we always love to leave with some sexy advice. Um, what would you say would be the top two ways that fitness and nutrition help with great sex? I know it's maybe just a recap of what we discussed, but what would they be? Uh, well, I still think, and this may not be the uh, sexy answer, but I still think that uh, the biggest benefit you're going to get from fitness is the confidence you get from trying to be fit. Nothing skyrockets your confidence like knowing that you are consistently trying to take care of yourself and you're just going to feel so much better. You're going to want to have more sex and you're going to come off as sexier to other people because of that confidence. And you just have a different glow about you when you are trying to take care of yourself. April, you have something to add? I was actually going to say the same thing. Confidence is the sexiest thing somebody can wear. Um, you know, when you see a woman walking around the pool naked at Hito, no matter what size she is, and she's carrying herself with an air of confidence, that is the sexiest thing to see. Well, and, and so I, I would say if we want to do a second one too, this holistic approach to fitness and nutrition is going to, you know, Unfortunately, for a lot of us, we find this lifestyle later on in life, and you constantly, I'm telling myself, well, I wish we would have found this when we were in our 20s, uh, because now, you know, maybe we're over the hill, and how much longer do we have where we can ride this uh, fun journey? But if you take care of yourself, you eat well, you exercise, 
you do those types of things, you get good sleep, you're going to be able to extend your vitality in this lifestyle so much longer and further than somebody that doesn't. You may be still rocking it when you're in your 80s. For we, sure. we saw that in the pool at Edo. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I would like to I would like to think that we can be doing that. And of course, fit to fuck forever. It just, you know, you can still do it like you can still do it. You can still enjoy sex. You can still have pleasure, you know, as long as you can move and you can control your body. I'm sure that's what you can do all the, until until you can't anymore. And it's never too late to start again. So, you know what, if you're not there, you can get there. And um, I'm going to let you guys, you know, finish up now. Um talking about your trip once more but i i want to make a very important point that to come on the naughty gym trip to hito you don't need to be a gym rat the idea is for people to come and learn about um fitness and nutrition and sexuality and all those cool things so i'll let you guys uh, wrap it up with um just summarizing your trip who should come and once again tell them how they can book yeah, absolutely. And this is a great trip for newbies, somebody that's never been to hedonism before. This is a very inclusive group. You don't have to be a hard body. You just have to, like I said before, be open-minded to a healthier lifestyle. And that means healthier sexually, healthier in your relationship, healthier in your body, your nutrition, complete a holistic view of health and wellness. Um, but also there's going to be so many friendly people there that can um, introduce you to the hedonism way. Um, we've got speakers like Dr. Shannon Chavez, Ashley Manta, Luna Matata, Kate Gordon, um, who's a CrossFit expert, um, uh, Dragonfly. You guys are going to be there um, as hosts as well. And so it's just going to be an amazing trip. You can go to naughtygym.com for all of the details. Click the link. It will take you to hedonism to book January 6th through the 13th, 2024. You're not going to want to miss it. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information where you can actually reach out and book the events too. Absolutely. So like we did this week, we learn more and more every week with all our great guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Alrighty. Wow. That's the end of another great show with our great friends, Scott and April. Thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We enjoyed it again. And as we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being here week in and week out. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, April and Scott, send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.